everyone, welcome to another episode of Opposites React. It is episode 28 on August 5th, 2020. I am Sarah and I'm here with Tyler. How's it going? I'm great, thank you. Um, so this week we watched something together yet again. And uh, you have a topic that you have not told me about. So we'll start with what we did together. <laughs> yeah, so this will be the fourth film in our Studio Ghibli watching Adventure? marathon so yeah. far, I guess you can call it. Uh, this one, 1989, uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. Yes. I already, your tone is, is indicating you're not thrilled by it. Um, although I know we spoke about it earlier, you said you liked it better than, uh, Totoro. Yes, I did. But it's not as good as the other two we watched, Nausicaa and Castle in the Sky. Correct? I didn't love Castle in the Sky either, to be fair. Nausicaa is still number one in my books, but I do have my qualms with this movie. Um, but you go first. Well, can we start with what you did like about it? Kiki's Delivery Service? The cat. <laughs> Gigi. Yeah, Gigi. Yeah. It was a good comic relief, mm -hmm. kind of sarcastic character that uh, I don't think really existed in the other films. So no, it was true. a nice change yeah. of pace. Again, I feel like this one, this one, whereas I feel like Totoro definitely was catered towards kids in most cases. Um, this one has a bit of more of that balance where some, like you said, met some comedic things like the kids probably love the cat. But there is, there is still some more, like, a little more mature themes in this one than maybe in Totoro. Like, this one had much more of a plot than Totoro did, right? You yes. Agree? Like, I don't agree this, this how one, it This ended, one had an but... arc. It had an yeah. arc for the main character. Yes. Uh, yeah. And she starts out as, uh, so she's, did they ever define her actual age? She's a yes. teenager. She's 14? No, she's 13. 13, okay. So she's 13. She's a, she's a witch. She, so I guess, I don't know, it seems like the beginning of the, uh, the, beginning of the movie indicates some kind of custom where young witches, they go off on their own for the first time and they kind of yeah they have to spend a year abroad right. to kind of find themselves like sharpen their skills mm -hmm. kind of stuff like that and they come back home so she ends up in this i can't remember the name of the town but she ends they up in this I don't little, know if they ever i think they did but i don't remember it uh she ends up in this town village whatever you want to call it uh like a seaside town and uh so she ends up um working for like a bakery and she she works as like their delivery girl initially because not really yeah, I mean, not really. How is that not the... She works out of the bakery. She yeah. works for the bakery, but she yeah. also has her own delivery service on the side. She never delivers baked goods from the bakery. Didn't she once? What did she bring to the old lady that one time? Or no, not the old lady. The, um, what was the one delivery she made? Not the one... The first you... delivery was a toy for a birthday party. And yeah, the second that. delivery yeah. was she had to go to the old lady to bring a cake to her birth to oh, her grandchild. I think there was another... Okay. The only one that she maybe did was the one to Tombo near the end of the movie. That, um, that the baker... Oh my gosh. Son... Son... I forget her name. Right. Um, kind of directed, but... Yeah, she never makes deliveries for the bakery. Mm -hmm. Okay. Did you fall asleep again? No, I didn't actually this time fall asleep. <laughs> I was watching the whole thing. Sonso, son. Oh my god, that's gonna bother me. What the name of the, the woman that ran the bakery? Yeah. Nos Nosomi or something? Oh, or, Uso Usono, or, maybe. Osono. You Usono? Usono? Whatever. Yeah, I thought the film. I thought it was really good. I, I liked it better than Totoro, just because it had, I guess, it more of a plot, a bit more stakes, you know, than Totoro, which is just more of a. Well, the adventure. whole point of the movie was that she was tr she went, but she's so unconfident. Mm -hmm. Like she hates her clothes and she hates being right. judged by other girls because she doesn't like what she's wearing. She doesn't kind of like live the life that they live, and she's jealous of them. One thing I noticed with this, maybe 
between this and Totoro, compared to the other two films we watched at the beginning uh, of the first two Ghibli films, I, I feel like this film and Totoro didn't. Their, the soundtracks didn't really stand out to me no, that much. Same. Yeah. Like there's no track. Like o- I think other that, than like the credit themes. Like the, well, exactly. But I think those were like those credit themes were both made for the movie. Right. Where they had lyrics about the uh, content of the movie, um, but they were just really generic. Where like Nausicaa, I still love that soundtrack the most <laughs> by far. The Final Fantasy V music just <laughs> speaks to me. Where the other ones were just so yeah generic. But yeah, I wouldn't watch it again. Yeah, I don't know if, if, if it would have much rewatch value for me either. But uh, do you know what's next? Uh, I think it's um it's actually one that I don't think I've ever even heard of before. Oh yay! Um, yeah, I can't remember the name right now, but I did see it on the the next on the list the other day, and I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah I really don't know anything about it, so we will bring that up next week, I guess. Cool. <laughs> um, I noticed. Uh, it's changing gears here for a sec. I, I noticed uh, the other day that uh, I think you told me this, but then I saw the, the article about it afterwards. But uh, Mulan is coming to Disney Plus. Yes. Uh, not as a rental, but as a purchase. Correct. So essentially, for the whole time you have your, you pay thirty. I'm assuming it's thirty US, but thirty dollars yes. to essentially, you know, watch watch Mulan as much as you want, um, as long as you have your Disney Plus subscription. You don't have to have the subscription. Are you sure? It was it was hinted that you don't have to, but it was never confirmed. I thought the article I read said you. Oh. It only exists as long as you maintain your subscription. So. Oh, interesting. Because I read something different. So. Hmm. Maybe there was an update on I had like our... a breaking article, so I read it right when it came out. So well, I'm gonna look it up now, so we can get the definitive answer here. And again, for those who don't know, I'm not talking about the Mulan, the animated film from no, like 2000 or whatever. One. This is the new one that's supposed to be in theaters this year, but it got kept getting pushed with the pandemic. I think and... it comes out uh, like September 4th or something, like the beginning of September. Uh, September 4th. Let's see. Uh, it just says here it won't be included as part of a standard subscription. It will cost thirty dollars in the U.S. in addition to Disney Plus's regular subscription fee. Uh, as mentioning about having to, it says you're essentially buying the brand new movie rather than unlocking it as a one-time rental. Don't get your hopes up. <laughs> they're, no, they're saying don't get your hopes up about Black Widow doing the same thing because oh. that will probably be in theaters. Yeah. Disney CEO says Mulan is a one-off. Indicating they're not planning to do this again with other films. I wonder why they chose this one, though. Because this movie was like, they thought this would make big money in Asia. Mm -hmm. Does Asia have Disney Plus? I assume they must. I would think so. Okay. Well, maybe maybe I was wrong. Maybe it's not definitive that you need to actually. No, like this is yesterday's news, so maybe it just hasn't come to light yet. Right. Either or, but. Um, I mean, I mean, that's a, that's a good. I mean, that's a good value again. If you're planning to watch it with your whole family, like if you're going to take your family to the theaters to watch it, you're basically you know paying that much anyways. Yeah. and then you can have your snacks to choose. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll probably check. It. I I don't know if I'll really be tempted to spend that thirty right away. No. There's a lot of other stuff. Kind of, like the honestly, the thing I'm most excited for coming out in September, uh, to a streaming service would be uh, for Amazon season two of The Boys. Yeah, I think it's on the same day, September fourth, if I'm not mistaken. I heard *Umbrella Chronicles* part two came out. Was that supposed to be good? *Umbrella Academy*. Oh, *Umbrella Academy*. I've heard. I it, I, yeah, that. I was *Umbrella Academy*. *Resident Evil*. Yeah, *Umbrella Academy*. Yeah, I know the reviews are really good. Okay. Um, I never got into season one. I, I saw the initial trailer. And I was like, eh. I mean, it looks okay. I never really got it. But yeah, I've heard season two is a lot better than season one. So. Okay, because I heard season one's just like interesting to get into. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't know what to expect. 
so I didn't, um, but it ends up real at the ending really awesome. So right. I wanted to know. So maybe I'll uh, check it out after I'm done sword art. <laughs> um, I guess you talk a little bit about a little bit of gaming news. I, um, I mean, I'm still playing obviously Apex and MLB all the time. I'm still playing Assassins here and there. I did play Assassins some more last night, Assassin's Creed 2. I saw a tweet the other day from Apex mm-hmm. about the n- new season. What was, it, what was the tweet about? I don't know. It just said there's a new character coming. There is rumors of a new character. Um, you know, there's lots of leaks, obviously, and data mining stuff out there. Nothing's really confirmed. I think it's another female character, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know anything about her abilities or, or what's speculated, but it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, that, that stands to reason. Every time they have a new season, they have a new character, usually. Uh, they, I think people are getting their hopes up about a new map. I don't think there's going to be a new map. I think they're making changes to the existing World's Edge map. Um, so, Or maybe they can make some of the modes just like cycle all the time i think they need to um i'm gonna get into this in a second but i think for season six the and i'm sure they will but i think they need to do a lot more events and other like fun yeah i don't know if because like like, it feels like they used to have more often i don't know if it's like part of the pandemic kind of slowing down i'm sure i'm sure the content yeah i'm sure the content has been affected by the pandemic from them working from home or working in smaller teams whatever but maybe they're just working on different stuff in general the team Mm -hmm. i don't know but uh I mean, for all we know, you know, season six could come out with a bang. Like, uh, you know, I think you've been spoiled by MLB the show because they seem to be on the ball. Their, their content is a, very impressive, considering yeah. the fact that they have most of them doing their work from home. Like every time they have these streams and and season updates, they're always doing their like Zoom meeting things from home. Yeah. Uh, their their content has been great. Like, I will say, like again, I, I don't I don't know how much of that is a testament to them pre planning before mm-hmm. the season even start before the the game even came out. If yeah. they had this all roadmap beforehand, or if they've just been adapting as they go. But either way, it's very. But impressive. still, they've had to adapt since like they don't know what's happening with the yep. season, yep. like the actual baseball season. Yeah. So. Uh, I think you've been spoiled by how how on the ball they have been. Well, again, I'm not complaining about Apex. No, I still of play, course. Like, understanding for most people, I know most people have fallen off Apex. Like I know Call of Duty Modern Warfare Season 5 just came out. A yes. lot of people are on that right now. Um, I'm sure people will obviously come back to Apex once Season 6 comes out. They always do. Mm-hmm. Like It always trends high on Twitch for the first couple of days when a new season drops. But none of the DLC characters have ever taken off, really. Like, um, especially the newer ones. Yeah. like I think the most popular one is probably... Well, I was going to say, until this season, it wasn't Octane. Octane's buffs recently have really made him popular again. Um, Revenant's pretty popular still, I think. Like, he's not going to be one of the top, you know, three guys picked. But he's, uh, yeah, but you're right. Nobody really, I very rarely see people playing as Watson outside of ranked. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, uh, yeah, Crypto is, is like, maybe once you see him like once every dozen squads. Um, <laughs> and, and Loba, too. I think they need to rework Loba a bit, which they will. They always they always buff the characters mm-hmm. after they get some feedback and stuff. Uh but yeah, um, I am excited for. I, um, so I told you I saw the tweet the other day that uh, so the next season starts um, two or it uh, starts two yeah August seventeenth so two weeks from from yesterday. Right. Uh, but next Tuesday, so a week before the new season drops, they are going to bring out a new event for the week leading up to season six, and that's the one of your fan favorite uh, um, events they ran back in was it the winter uh, I think the, it was like a um, it was during that grand soiree event I think Valentine. Was it during Valentine's? Okay. I think. Um, the uh, Always Be Closing. That's the one where the ring doesn't stop yeah, closing. It's yeah. So fast paced. I like that one too. Because yeah, the most matches in in like 10, 12 yeah. minutes. Um, yeah, it's pretty. And this time I think, whereas last time you would just drop in like like, like naked, you, you know, you pick up yourself and run. This time you're going to drop in with an Evo shield and a Mozambique. <laughs> <laughs> so at least you start with something. I like the idea of dropping with Evo shields because definitely yes. like as you're running and gunning, you're, you're leveling up your shield and mm-hmm. everybody's going to be red by the time they get to like the final circle. So it's no, going to be crazy. No shields will be able to be picked up? I would imagine that's okay. the intent. Just out of boxes, yeah. I guess. If you're There's some kind of rumor or something. I don't know. Someone data mined something about the event that they're going to have some kind of a special 
I don't know why they would, if this rumor is true, but they said something about having a special buff for the Spitfire gun, like an unlimited mag or something. I don't know. Why? I, I don't know. I'm trying to throw, they always do throw a little bit of a weapon tweak into like that one. What was it? Well, back in April Fools, they had for April Fools for the one day they had the there was like a gold Mozambique that you could find around the map that uh, that would have like normally a Mozambique has like three shots. I think this one had like nine shots. Oh, okay. Gold point. So I don't know. Maybe they'll do something weird like that for this event again with a because Spitfire essentially that's the heavy machine gun that uh, it has like the largest clip of any of the guns. Oh, okay. To, to, as an extended, so there's some kind of rumor out there being like a super extended well, or an unlimited mag. That would be silly. But I don't know. <laughs> that matters been wrong before. Respawn always tries to mislead you with stuff in That's the code. True. I think they always intentionally put some stuff in there to throw people off the trail, but we will see. Um, yeah, and I do. I really do need to... Uh, I guess we can sort of uh, briefly... Re- since this is this is our first podcast for August, right? True. Yeah. Uh, I need to recap my July list. Um, so I have my goals for July. Remember, at the start of oh, July, yeah. I wanted to beat The Last of Us Remastered and the DLC, which I did. Yep. I wanted to, I had separate goals for Apex and MLB, both of which I crushed. I think I wanted to be, uh, well, I wanted to obviously hit um, 110 level, like the max of the power pass in Apex before August 1st. I definitely did that. I did that mm-hmm. probably like a week before the end of August or in July. And then also for MLB, I think my goal was to get to like Diamond 7, like Diamond XP 7 by by uh, August 1st. And I'm at, I think I'm at like Diamond 40 or something so i was way ahead of the curve on those ones mm. uh the one i didn't i didn't fulfill which i am still playing is uh, i was going to finish assassin's creed 2 well if you were stopped getting all your other games i know but uh and also uh well i, I never made this a goal i did start yeah. i started last of us 2 well, in you july all, you had a goal to also be an fps that you didn't do so yeah i think i dropped that one this month just because it just seems redundant to like I'm, if I'm playing apex that is an fps already mm-hmm. so i don't need to yeah so this month i think that my goal is really going to be i'm going to have obviously uh, I'll probably off the top of my head if I'm going to set a target right now for MLB let's see what day is today August 5th um, I think I'm definitely not going to be able to get to Prestige by the end of August uh, let's just say if I get to Diamond 70 that's fair Diamond 70 by the end of August that's a fair goal uh, Apex season starts on the 17th so it gives me two weeks to play that for September I could probably get up to mm, Battle Pass 30. I was going to say 30 is probably Yeah, fair. I was going to say 40. I might be pushing it. Let's say 30. Battle Pass 30 on, on Season 6 Apex. But my, my main goal, I think, for Frog is going to be to beat Last of Us 2. And Assassin's Creed 2. Yes. Well, Assassin's Creed 2, I probably only have like four or five hours left. Uh, Last of Us 2, I probably still have, I don't know, 12 or 15 yeah, hours left. Yeah, probably have a lot left. So, sure. yeah, I'm still in the first act, I think, of of uh, Last of Us 2. But I think it, we were just busier in the last couple of weeks of July on the weekends. So you didn't have yeah. a lot of time That's true. compared to the first couple. So. Well, we got... Uh, there's actually no more holidays coming up for August, but uh, I don't think I'm doing anything really. Yeah, I don't think we have any weekend plans. Right, no anymore. weekend plans, so I can probably just buckle down. and I need to buckle down for a few days and just... I'll probably do it before the new season of Apex drops, so I'm guessing by... <laughs> so you're not just so I'm guessing I'm it. guessing next weekend, some, like by the end of next weekend, hopefully I'll have Last of Us 2 beaten. I think that's my goal. Okay. So, you yeah. have you have any goals for August? Okay. <laughs> well, my goal is a little different. My yeah. goal is to make a calendar. <laughs> make a calendar. I'm gonna make a calendar. <laughs> yeah. So I can. I work by like visualizing my goals. Okay. So I think if I make a calendar of what I want to achieve daily and stick to it, mm-hmm. I think it's what I need. Okay. Yeah. So I'm. I would like to beat Sticker Star. Right. Because I hate it. 
so I'd like to beat you. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. I like, I like my games. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the PlayStation sale, uh, the summer sale ends tonight. Okay. So I have to figure out if I want those games because I have like... Um, how, many do you, how many you got in your cart? I have like three or four. Okay. Like um, Saints Row 3. I love that game so much. I really want to play the remastered. Yeah. Uh, theme Hospital's in mm-hmm. there. Um, I think or I have the Surge House 2. Flipper? House or, Flipper's in yeah. there. So I need to figure out if I want those tonight because it's going to be gone tomorrow. And Wargroove went on sale tonight. I've been waiting for Wargroove mm. for a while. Yeah. So maybe I'll pick up one of those and add them to my list. I don't think any of them are short. Maybe House Flipper. House Flipper <laughs> may, might replace my Animal Crossing itch because Animal right. Crossing has had nothing worth playing recently. Yeah, like, you like you're the, on for 20 minutes. Didn't like done. the fireworks on the weekend? I got all 12 items from the <laughs> festival already. Like I just sat there, pressed yes 12 times, and I got all the balloons and whatever and... Um, I didn't make a firework because I couldn't be bothered to sit there and wait for it. Mm-hmm. And I got my little uh, my little headband. So I don't need to go on anymore other Sunday. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. I'll still play it every day, but I think I need to just find a new house project. And House Clipper or Theme Hospital will probably fill that gap. Okay, so you didn't know what the mystery topic was tonight. I bounced around through a few ideas. Um, but I just want to go with something not too too intense tonight I, I thought i'd revisit an old idea that we did um a few episodes ago whereas i choose a uh specific actor oh. to do sort of a a brief career summary on let's just say uh, i want to choose one this time i had thoughts of it i mean obviously i could choose from you know hundreds of actors you know hundreds dozens but uh i want to choose one that had a career where like they started out really strong faded for a bit either just because of their you know, uh, personal things in their lives or they just, you know, market appeal fell off and they had a bit of a comeback the last, you know, Robert Downey Jr. That's an obvious choice. I mean, he, he's a, he's an A-list. I'm not necessarily talking about an A-list actor. I'm talking about a really good character Nicholas actor. Cage. No. <laughs> I could spend an hour talking about Nicholas Cage movies. I mean, that, he's had an impressive filmography. I'll give Nicholas that. I mean, as much garbage as he put out in the last decade or so, <laughs> he's had some really National good movies Treasure too. was amazing. <laughs> no, the one I chose is uh, an interesting one. And I think, um, now, I, I don't know how many of his movies you'll actually know. You'll know a few, but the one actor I'm really glad to see make come back the last five years or so uh, is uh, Michael Douglas. Oh, my gosh. I was going to say Michael Douglas. I'm such an idiot. Right there. I like Michael Douglas for context, but I'm not going to talk about Michael Keaton. Okay. Michael Keaton. So when I say Michael Keaton, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Batman? Okay. Yeah. Most people would probably say Batman. Some might say Beetlejuice. Oh, yes. Uh um, some might say, uh, well, more recently, I guess some might just say uh, he was in the, the, not the most recent Spider-Man film, but the one before that, the, the first one with the new young Spider-Man. Oh, far, okay. uh, the Homecoming, Spider-Man that. Homecoming. Oh, that was when he played the Vulture. Remember? Oh, the bad guy. Yeah, he's a bad guy. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't play villains too often in films. When he does, I think he's a really good villain. He's got like kind of a creepy grin. He's good as a Vulture. I remember. Yeah, he's really good as a Vulture. Um, but yeah, so for sure, like his, he gained acclaim in his career, definitely for Batman. That was, uh, 1989. That was a Tim Burton. Same years. Kiki. That was, because he started his career, I think, as a, uh, well, he was obviously in TV, and then eventually when he got into films, he was usually in comedies in the 80s. Oh, okay. Um. Well, Beetlejuice was a comedy. Yeah, Beetlejuice was a year before Batman. Now, obviously, Beetlejuice was Tim Burton. Yes. Tim Burton obviously is like, hey, I like this guy. Let's put him for Batman. So, um... (laughs) Like the the Batman in, in most people would probably say Batman eighty nine Batman doesn't hold up as much anymore compared to the other Batman films that have come out since. But at the time, it was like amazing because the only Batman for context back then was like the TV show with Adam West, which was like super campy, mm, yeah. like really you know 
didn't take itself seriously. Whereas this one was like definitely like dark, you know, for for eighties. It was very dark. Probably one of the first comic book adaptations that it really took off, right? I there, guess. there were some other ones in the eighties. Like there was like a Flash Gordon. There was like there was like you know, Masters of the Universe stuff like that. It was based on comic books. But Batman was like the first big superhero, I think, film. But uh, and and like I said, he. Uh, if you go back and watch Batman and Batman Returns, because Michael King did, he played in two Batman films. They're both done by Tim Burton. Um, I think he's really good as Batman. Like, obviously, the films don't hold up in several ways based on the way they've aged, but uh, I think he's really good as Batman. He's good as Bruce Wayne. Um, he, uh, he he actually, now you know, the, the one that came out after Batman Returns was Batman Forever. That was yeah, the, one the best one. <laughs> Why is it the best one? Is that the one with Jim Carrey? Yes. Yeah, that was the best one. And Nicole Kidman? Or who's the girl? Yeah, no, no, you're right. Okay. I keep getting confused. Yeah, because Batman and Robin was the worst one. That was the one that had like Schwarzenegger. George Clooney. Yeah, George Clooney had Schwarzenegger and Uma Thurman. Right. Uma Thurman was good as Poison Ivy, but. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I know for sure. Like, Batman Forever, that was in Nicole Kidman. I watched that before. Jim Carrey, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. I loved him as a Riddler. Yeah, Batman Forever was good. But so Michael Keaton originally, he was he was asked to come back to do that one. He didn't want to do it because Burton wasn't doing it. It was okay. Joel, Joel Schumacher was directing. Um, they actually offered Keaton like $15 million back then, which was a lot of Whoa, money back in 95 yeah. to play that, and he still turned it down. Okay. Now, unfortunately for him, after that decision, his career did kind of take a dip for a bit. Um, he did. Still, he still put out some other movies in the late 90s, but for a while there, between like 2000 to 2008 you know, or nine, he didn't really do much. And I was trying to look through his, like, you know, I was looking at Wikipedia earlier. I was just like, did he have something going on in his personal life where he just mm. stepped away from films for a bit? It just seemed like he kind of went through a lull. Like, you know, some actors do. They just fall out of fame for a bit. And, you know. Well, he worked hard for a few years, though, too. Like, having to do all the Batman stuff. Yeah. But if you look at on Wikipedia here, it specifically says, like, from 2014 to the present, it says career resurgence. That's exactly oh. what happened. <laughs> so in 2014, he got a, a big breakthrough role for him was he started in uh, a movie called Birdman. It's interesting because, like, he, he was kind of like, he was almost like playing himself in this film. He was playing a, obviously a character. His character's name was like Riggin Thompson or something. But he, he was he was an actor who was like past his prime, was like washed up, and now he's on Broadway doing all these. So it's sort of like a he probably put a lot into the role because he's thinking like, hey, I feel washed up. I'm gonna have a comeback now. And sure right. enough, like he was nominated for a Golden Globe, nominated for Academy oh. Award. Let's probably put him back in the spotlight. And geez, ironic, I just said that because right after oh. Birdman came out, the year after he did Spotlight, right, which is the film we watched recently, yeah. and he was really good in that one. Was he the? Um, he was the main uh, Robbie Thompson, yeah. the one who ran the Spotlight. Yes, um, after that group. Yeah. And then uh, I can't remember if you watched this one of the or not. Maybe you listened to it after after Spotlight came out. His next film, which I really liked as well, it was one called The Founder. That's when he runs. He's the guy who created McDonald's. Remember? Oh, I watched the, that one with you. Yeah, yeah. Who was he? Like the guy that started it? That was Ray Kroc. Totally he was the, well. He was the one who kind of like stole the brothers' right. ideas. Yes, that's like what he, I thought. He started the whole corporation yes. of McDonald's, but he didn't really tell the idea. He what? He, he was like a seller. He was like a door-to-door salesman yes. kind of guy. Yeah, he just he was a good salesman. And yeah, he, he knew how to transition exactly. <laughs> and then, like I said, in 2017, he was in Spider-Man: Homecoming, playing the right. Vulture. So that was you know he got a good breakthrough for that. Uh I never saw the the live action adaptation of Dumbo that came out last year, but he was in that. Not interested. No, but again, that was Tim Burton. So Tim oh, Burton's yeah. like, "Hey, come back with me again." <laughs> um, this is interesting, actually. So he's uh, he's going to be starring in another couple of comic book films that are, I guess, filming probably well, filming is probably suspended with the whole COVID thing, but they're being filmed, or he's probably finishing filming soon on these films. Uh, the one's called uh, Morbius. That's a. Um, I've heard of that one. That's a. Is that, I don't know if that's Marvel or DC. I can't remember, but that's the one. That's the one where Jared Leto is yes, playing the, that's where the I main from. character. Yes. 
I'm not sure exactly what DC. Keaton's role in that one is. Oh, I think he's playing well. the same character as he was playing in. In so it must be Marvel then. He's it must playing, be because like yeah. he's already Joker for DC, so he can't be another character for DC. Right. Um, and then also this was interesting too. It says in June 2020, Michael Keaton entered talks to reprise his role as Batman or Bruce Wayne in the upcoming superhero film The Flash. So. Oh. So that's kind of that's kind of cool if he's gonna be playing like an older. They're obviously not gonna de-age him. He's gonna be playing like an older Bruce Wayne, which yeah. would make sense. Cause it was like over 30 years ago when huh. he played as the original Bruce yeah. Wayne, right? So that's kind of cool. I don't know. I just like reading through his filmography. I just think Pete, uh, Keaton's a cool guy. He's definitely like a not a big like in spotlight kind of guy. No, like for he, sure. you know, he doesn't do like the talk show circuits too often. He's very so like he's what is he? Uh, he's uh, according to me, according to you know, if Wikipedia is up to date here, it sounds like he's. Uh, not he's not married. He was he was married. He's divorced. He has one son, so he's one child. And he's he's got one son, um, which I remember because when he did his Academy Award, uh, he maybe it was the Golden. I think he, yeah he didn't win an Academy Award. I think he won the Golden Globe for that Birdman film. And I remember when he did the speech, his acceptance speech. It was the first time I think he'd ever won a Golden Globe. Um, when he did his acceptance speech, I remember he gave a really heartfelt. Um, you know, most people like they 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 want to thank their wives or their kids or whatever and stuff like that. But he gave a really heartfelt sort of speech towards his son who he's you know because if, I mean, if, yeah, if you have you know if you have a single child and you're not married or anything your son is probably the most important thing to you and it sounds mm-hmm. like he has a good relationship with his son so that was nice to see uh you know he's, he's a big baseball fan <laughs> um it says here he he wrote an espn blog for the uh pittsburgh he's a pittsburgh powers fan he wrote a blog for them in the 2013 season um he did a movie that came out in like 2006 uh, actually, with Robert Downey Jr., he did a, like a baseball movie about uh, so the Red Sox. I can't remember what it was about, but so he's definitely a big baseball fan. You know, he's not. Uh, he's a. He apparently was a Hillary Clinton fan. He wasn't a Trump fan. Oh. So <laughs> most actors tend to sway one or the other. Yeah. Uh, and apparently, he's like a big like, animal lover guy. So you okay. know, he's. I don't know. He seems like a cool guy. I, I like. I like his movies. I, I was happy to see his career because, like I said, I mean, growing up uh, when I was younger, I remember watching like Beetlejuice and the old Batman films. And actually, he did a really good film that I, I, I randomly thought about the other day. I could not remember the name of it. I had to look up his filmography to remember. I remember seeing it on on TV a long time ago, and I thought it was cool. I wondered if I rewatch it now in my, you know, older years, how I would appreciate it more. But he played, um, where in the heck was it now? Here he is. For one of the first times he played a villain. This was back in the 90s. He played a villain in a movie called uh, Desperate Measures. 1998 it came out. And I, I, thought, I always thought the idea for this uh, this movie was cool because basically he plays a, a sociopath who's in prison for several murders. And the cop who put him away... Uh, the cop character needs to hit his son uh, is dying and his son needs a bone marrow operation. And apparently the only match they could find was this prisoner. So the cop wants to have the prisoner, have the Michael Keaton character brought to a hospital, do the bone marrow operations to save his son's life, put him back in jail. Right. Of course the guy, he wants something for it. I assume. Well, the guy, uh, you got a guy agrees the operation because he says, I'm going to break out during the operation. Uh... So he ends up like, you know, breaking out assaulting the doctor who's tried to escape from the hospital whatever but one of the funniest things in the rest of the movie is that everybody else is trying to kill the, the bad guy and the cop wants to keep the bad guy alive to yeah. save his son so it was really I remember it being a really interesting movie when I saw it back you know I probably would have been like 10 or 11 years old at the time when I saw it but uh, yeah I thought it was just a cool like because again he plays like a sociopath like a, a really mean character but eventually like towards the second half of the movie he kind of like respects the cop and wants to actually save the kid's life so then they end up having to like escape the cops together right. i don't know it was an interesting plot and i just thought like it's something that you know like i said it was a one-off for him he doesn't usually do those kind of roles i mean he played a villain again like i said in 
like 20 years later when he was right. in the Spider-Man movie. And that's that's a different type of villain role, obviously. But I don't know. Like he's, uh, like I said, he's, um, you know, he's not young. He's he's 68. Although he doesn't really look 68. He looks pretty good for his age. Um, he's definitely not aging like, uh, you know, almost in their late 60s. I don't know. I can't think of a comparison right now. <laughs> but, like he, he could probably he could probably still go for another 20 years if he wanted. You know, he's he's still pretty alert, <laughs> cognitive, you know. What are you uh, trying to say? I don't know. It's always sad to me when I see actors. I'm always amazed by actors who can still do that stuff into their 80s and 90s. Like, to think of all the lines you have to recite and just the physical aspect of, of acting and stuff, right? Like, Well, they didn't do stuff to their bodies like actors do now, though. Like, actors put themselves through so many different physical transformations and such that right. are just going to yeah. not help them in the long run. That that's, that'd be that would be an interesting. See, it's funny you say because originally, I, originally the topic or the character, sorry, the character, my goodness, the <laughs> actor, actor, the actor I was going to talk about tonight. Although I probably need more than the fourteen minutes so I spent here in Michael Keaton, I would need probably a full half hour, or more, if not more, to talk about what I was originally going to talk about, which was Christian Bale. Right. His body transformations over yeah. the two decades have been amazing. Uh, I don't, that I don't guy know if is, I call it amazing. It is a way. It, it's a it's a testament to his craft it definitely is <laughs> that guy has put his body through some stuff and i can't but imagine it's gonna help him later on in life though no no he definitely probably shortened his lifespan a bit but again i kind of see christian bale as that guy who won't act he'll probably start, you know, act into his like 60s and that'll be it i don't see him doing it forever just he's a family does he not i'm pretty sure i think he family. does yeah but no, i just i don't know i i'm always amazed when actors uh well, I mean, you, you obviously you have actors like a Clint Eastwood character who transitioned into directing, mm. you know, what was it, like 20 years ago he started directing films, if not long, actually more than that. He was probably directing films 30 years ago, but I mean, he's in his 90s now. And he still acts occasionally, but nowadays he's more of a director than an actor. Um, but yeah, like I just, uh, interestingly, another, you know what I'd love to I'd love to talk about one day if I could probably devote like another half an hour to it, another uh, older actor I really like who I'm very happy to say, I looked up the other day because I was thinking about something, is this guy still alive? I'm like, oh, no. I haven't heard from him in like over 10 years, but I didn't think he had died. One of my favorite uh, veteran actors who I think retired like 15 years ago was uh, Gene Hackman. Okay. Gene Hackman, I looked up his filmography and I'm like, man, he had such a, he had a great run of like 20 years or so. Uh, and then I, he just, you know, and he retired when he was, I don't know, in his early 70s. Just probably didn't want to do it anymore. You know, I can respect that, but... And then I respect guys that you have like, um, like you remember Knives Out that we watched recently. Yeah. You remember the the guy, the old actor in that one, mm-hmm. the Christopher Plummer. Yeah, he's a Canadian guy too. He's almost ninety now. Wow. And he's still acting a ton and like doing a good job yeah. too. Yeah. Like he's, you know, it's not like another one I I miss seeing act is Jack Nicholson, but I understand why he yeah. stopped acting because his last couple of films were a little like okay, you're kind of losing it in a little bit. Like it's almost like he you could tell he wasn't remembering his lines. Yeah. He's kind of all over the place. I mean, definitely, I think his last great film was The Departed, mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson, and that was '06. Mm-hmm. I think he kind of like unofficially retired in like 2012 or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. But yeah, like I said, going back to my original topic, I think I think I'm very glad to see Michael Keaton. Oh, you know another one actually funny interesting another one that Michael Keaton was in that I really liked. Because as you know, I've seen it many times on Netflix. But he was in that Need for Speed remake. Oh, really? He was, he? he was the 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 guy running the race. Oh. Or the guy who was sitting at like at his like we are sitting at his mic. Like in his he had his yeah. Not his not a pod. He had like a radio show. Isn't like his, okay, yeah, yeah. That yeah. guy. He was like monarch. He was the one running the the races. <laughs> that movie. <Yeah. laughs> it's so. That's such a it's such a good B movie. Yeah, it, but it knows it's a it's B top tier B movie. Yeah, for sure. Like it embraces it. And honestly, like I, I appreciated that movie a lot because, um. 
unlike something like you know fast and furious for example which is definitely way over the top mm-hmm. like all the um the racing and the crashes and stuff in need for speed were really well choreographed like it was all practical stunts they yeah. really use hardly any cgi um so you know and the dialogue was like not too cringy like, yeah it, it was just like it's probably one of the better video game movies honestly yeah, for sure like, even though it's very loosely like, tied to the video game series sonic like, now sonic well, has beaten detective pikachu yeah i think for sure sonic was better than pikachu um but otherwise like what street fighter and mortal kombat well, the 95 mortal kombat still i think is top tier because that's another b movie that really embraced it's like and they had good actors too back then like they, yeah. the casting was almost perfect for it like i'm really excited for the new mortal kombat that's coming it's supposed to come out next year because oh, it sounds like for that one they do again they've kind of cast it really well with like actual martial artists and not just like good. throwing random actors in there and then using stunt doubles so that should be and uh, if the action's good in that um i'll be sold but yeah um but need for speed was pretty and great. probably and probably the only in my opinion the first resident evil film was the only good oh, one. Oh yes the rest were all terrible that one the first sure. one was first one was true enough to the source material where it still felt relevant but the other one just got way too way too weird yeah um but they still make them and they still make money they don't so. make them anymore thank oh, god no, they oh, they're, don't? they're done yeah although uh, but but but, like but remember uh five or six i think it's six um, but ironically, well, you know, like who they're making an, Oh, they're making monster hunter together. Yeah, so the yes. same director and the director and his wife, uh, the, who's, who was in the I resident films, Mila Jovovich. Yeah. yeah they did the dream monster hunter. And everybody <laughs> is so disappointed because they know <laughs> the first like screen, uh, the set, set photos and screenshots for monster. Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Yeah. You just hunt monsters with guns. Yeah. That's monster hunter. Okay. So they already don't understand the source material. So that'd be but fun. But Capcom seems to love them. So. <sighs> <laughs> well, the funny thing is those movies probably make money because the Resident Evil movies never sure. had they never had big budgets. No, like and uh, people love her. And then so. the res- the one thing about Resident Evil movies, I think going back to the fourth one, I believe the Resident Evil they were one of the first movies that really like pioneered three D. After like Avatar, obviously Avatar was like like Resident Evil uh, was like Resident Evil like was like cheap three D. Yeah, it was like the easy ones where they just like you know, and then every movie after that was in three D. It was like yeah. one of those ones where it's just like oh yeah, we can just throw in some cheap three D effects yeah. and charge an extra five bucks yep. so per ticket, right? Um, yeah, that was definitely one of the bigger proponents for that franchise going forward. But yeah, I think I'm feeling a topic. To, oh, I thought we need for speed. Okay, yeah, we got on the stuff. Good job. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> I'll wrap that conversation up. Uh, I don't really have much else to talk about. You, you want to wrap up anything else before we end off here? No, I don't think anything else is happening within the next week. Like no announcements no. or schedule. When's uh when's the new GDQ? H- uh, SGDQ? Same week as seventeenth, seventeenth to twenty something. I don't know. I mean, we sixteenth because we 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 read the list of games that are scheduled so far. Some decent games on there. Some interesting. Well, I always keep it on the background no matter yeah. what. So I I tune in. remember reading our reading last night. It wasn't it wasn't too crazy about the finale. The last day didn't seem too exciting, but. Maybe yeah. that'll maybe that'll have some more bonus games. I hope the bonus games will. Yeah. But what like I'm so, is summer the one where they usually do the Super Mario? And I don't think it was in this one. Super Mario Maker Two. Was it not? I don't remember it being in there. Oh. Well, Donkey Kong oh, Two was in there, wasn't it? Donkey Kong Country Two. Yeah. yeah, it'll just be different this year because they're it like usually no they're so used to races. Right. And so no, they're doing it from home. Yeah, so I mean, they're not gonna have the audience in the background. No. Is what I'm saying, like, yeah, like the. You know, they're, they're not having a venue or anything. They're I know. So that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's going to be different. It's not yeah. going to be in the audience. But then you can't the... do those like relay races and stuff that right. are really exciting. So yeah. it'll be really different. Mm-hmm. But I'll still tune in. Oh, yeah. What's the watch? Sure. There's only. Is there no Mega Man this time? Did we, there was one. One I Mega Man game? One of, like, the main oh, it was Mega games. Man 11, wasn't it? One of the no. Near, was it? it was what? like was three it? or eight. It was, no. one, was like, it? it was one of the lesser run ones. Okay. I could be wrong. 
I don't know. I've watched them five billion times with Lucas because that's <laughs> yeah. his favorite thing to watch on GDQ. That's right. So many VODs. All right. Well, I think we're going to call that a wrap for today's episode. Thanks, everybody, for listening, as always. Hope you're staying safe out there. And we will be back next week. Always. Bye.